What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 114. Today with my guest Dan Houts of Bel Air, Maryland. Um, he's been involved with his music scene for many years now, whether it's uh, releasing music with his band Think Again, or being involved in local charities, or hosting uh, local showcases for indie bands, as well as uh, hosting some open mics in and around his hometown. Uh, his latest open mic is called Tracked. And he hosts that in conjunction with former guest of the show, Chris Mooneyhan of Weatherly Productions. Um, it's pretty unique in that they record the audio of everybody performing uh, with their consent, of course. And then they're able to release that later on uh, with the artist's permission. Sounds like they're going to be doing some Spotify playlists and stuff like that. Um, that's up in Jarrettsville, Maryland. So that's a little up north. But uh, the next one is March 5th. So definitely check that out if uh, you're thinking about hitting up an open mic and maybe getting some recording done. Sounds like they're uh, doing a great job with that. Um, I featured a song called Revive by Dan's band Think Again, and you'll hear that momentarily. If you like it, you can definitely check it out on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to music. And uh, Dan and I kind of talked about the song itself toward the end of the episode. Other than that, uh, definitely go follow Dan Houts and his band, Think Again, all socials. Uh, feel free to subscribe or follow the podcast as well. If you're listening on Apple, it always helps to drop a review or a rating or something like that. But regardless, uh, definitely appreciate you listening and supporting local music and local art. Um, in other news and notes, I'll be posting more about the upcoming part-time Rockstar Fest, June 4th, which will be at Fishhead Cantina just south of Baltimore. And uh, last but not least, just got to mention our sponsor, Truly Strings, which you can find on Instagram. Steven is a luthier with a guitar shop in Laurel, Maryland, and he's doing a great job. So, yeah, just kind of get to the conversation with Dan Houts. start but anyway yeah my name's uh brett uh obviously kind of uh, came across your stuff uh through brad brad cox a mouthful of graffiti um your uh your music and then also the uh the open mic stuff that you have going on so i just figured uh you know just get a get a little conversation going to either support uh well really both of those endeavors uh for the most part for the most part so cool well i appreciate you having me on it's great to uh, get a chance to share and um, you know make new friends and kind of chat about stuff we have going on there's a lot of stuff um, 
in the there's there's a myriad of projects I'm working on, a lot of different things going on, and seems to uh, be ever changing and evolving through yeah. the time I've been working on this stuff. So try to um, embrace it, try to build, and just you know pieces fall off along the way. Just try to like okay, well I guess this car only needs three wheels now, kind of mentality, and just keep building. And that's not yeah. really a reference yeah. to any band falling apart or anything like that. Um, just kind of my approach right now i think looking at like covid looking back and how that affected our ability to perform live and yep. my ability to host things um i took some time and looked at and evaluated how i was performing live and that was kind of you see uh, me getting out doing a lot of like cover shows now i took a lot of time to work on my cover sets during mm -hmm. that time mm -hmm. And started doing some of these, you know, online live sets. I mean, the musicians were just so much missing that live interaction. Yeah. There's so many people online. I mean, you could, on the right night, you could catch famous performers just performing in their living room. It's like, hey, yeah, yeah, hit my Patreon and, you know, you can watch, I don't know, Dave Grohl play in his <laughs> living room. You know, it's yeah. kind of odd, but that's where we're at. Yeah, no, that was pretty cool. Um, I know I was watching like Gaslight Anthem and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I don't know if, if it'll uh, work its way into sort of the tapestry of people's entertainment strategies or if it's just going to fall by the wayside. But uh, but yeah, it's cool, man. Um, it kind of sounds like, you know, similar to me, maybe you got a, uh, a few different uh, irons in the fire between, you know, performing, um, recording, and then... Um, everything else you got going on. I know uh, Brad was kind of the same way, and maybe we all kind of are. I mean, the more people I talk to, um, music's kind of the focus, but then there's just, like, extra stuff you can start to work on, whether it's, like, video or uh, this sort of thing, podcasting or whatever. Well, what's interesting is it's, like, there's so many dimensions to being yeah. a musician and being a performer um, that when you really love it, there's only so many hours you can play and sing until your hands bleed and your <laughs> voice is sore. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think it's about making yourself more of a star, but it's about how can I better build this? How can I better create what you know lane I want to travel in as a musician, as a member of this community yeah. of musicians? Yeah. Um now, I think what Brad has done, what you are doing here, um, what my homies in Weatherly are doing is really cool with the podcasting thing. Yeah. Uh, for me, um, I try to host and run live events. Right. Um, it's tricky coming on the tail end of a pandemic, going into a pandemic and living through that was even worse. But I like to create spaces where people can share um, it's, uh, for a long time, I've hosted a songwriter showcase. Um, it's had a few different names, but the name that has stuck now is the Start Something Spotlight Series. Yeah. Kind of like a, yeah. you can come out and play a 35, 40 minute set. There's no ticket sales. It's kind of a low key thing. We do it at Vagabond Sandwich Company in Bel Air. Uh, try to do them every couple months, try to put one on. We were doing it monthly for a long time, but. It just got to be, um, during the pandemic, really evaluating when we yeah. would come back yeah. uh, was tricky. And then with my gig schedule, and I really want to make it where we're 
putting together a solid showcase rather than just having one every month just to have one. Mm-hmm. Um, so when people are really motivated and they want to get out and they have stuff they want to share and they don't want to feel obligated for a big production fee or obligated to, you know, have a huge draw. I want them to advertise and I want them to help us bring people in, but I want them to feel like they're there to share. And there's a community of musicians that support the showcase. There's a huge community that just comes out to Vagabond for food that enjoys yeah. the music too. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. I can't thank Vagabond Sandwich Company enough for being a home for my mm-hmm. showcase mm-hmm. or our showcase as I like to refer to it. Um, and also just the people that come out and perform, they're all basically donating their performances so that we can raise awareness and raise money for a charity organization that I volunteer with. It's called Band Together of yeah. Harford County. Yeah. And this group is an organization of teachers, volunteers, and musicians that help supply instruments to kids in schools. So if your mom or dad can't buy you a trumpet, Band Together has four or 500 instruments and they might be able to loan one out to you. And, you know, um, after doing this showcase for a few years and uh, donating money to them, uh, they actually asked me to uh, be part of the board. Um, and I've worked with them on some live event stuff. I've worked with them on some branding stuff and, we made a new website and they've just tried to modernize and just really keep this thing rolling because it's kind of grassroots. It's, it's cool that we can, um, as a showcase and as a musical community, we can support something that every dollar actually supplies like a new mouthpiece for an instrument or gets a part for an instrument that needs a part. And, you know, cause sometimes if an instrument gets donated, which is a lot of these instruments, they need a part or they need repairs or they need to be cleaned yeah. up or whatever. And we do have teachers that help with that. And we have, we also have some local partners like music land that, uh, you know, help with that too. You know, they, they have to be paid for their work, but they, I think they give us pretty decent discounts on that, which is pretty great. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. The showcase, um, that's a big part of it, uh, is supporting that and, yeah. and kind of, yeah. You know, I think that for me, um, it, it's worth it to me because I run sound at this event. I supply the PA, I book it, I make the flyers, yeah. I run the event pages and stuff. It's not a huge deal, but I donate those efforts because it helps band together. Um, and some of that also kind of helps the musicians that play kind of understand like, okay, look, me going and playing for half an hour it's great to contribute to this and it's great to be part of this community and in this network. And that's the other thing too. It's a great network for people. Um, I've introduced acts and I've seen them go off and play other gigs together. And I love that. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. So I have a lot of friends from playing around over the years. Um, I get involved in the original scene for like local songwriters. Cause I've done that. I've been involved in the scene for rock bands because I've done that. And then I get involved now in this cover scene. And some of those folks are starting to plug in. It's pretty cool. Um, and it's it's just, you know, it's a build constantly. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. I mean, you seem like uh, basically an important node, I would say, in your scene, you know. Um, with Thank you. I, I you try know. to... Uh, yeah. I, I, I try to be, you know, what I can. I try to... Uh, see where my place could be and I try to just plug in and, and help where I can and 
you know, I try to put on stuff that's worth coming out to, and I try to, you know, be a part of it. I don't know if I'm a big player in that scene, per se. That's not really my goal, as much as it is just to create things that people enjoy and that people want to be part of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was listening to uh, your episode with Brad on the Mouthful of Graffiti podcast, and, you know, it sounded like you have a sort of similar mentality to me, which is, you know... You want to get shows going and you want to do stuff uh sometimes you just got to do it yourself and uh i know you were saying that like you know you kind of maybe got in good with some of your friends who owned restaurants or places that could potentially put on a show and just kind of built out from there and then um yeah there's been a habit over the years um before i started doing it vagabond a lot of this is is um it's almost like going door to door yeah um you know, um, here's the deal. I need a new place to run this showcase or I want to host an open mic here and I'll just, you know, you go out, got the press kit, got some business cards and Hey, look, I'd love to do an open mic here. You know, like, um, love to do this showcase here. And you know, the, my favorite story about this is vagabond, right? It, I'd had my eyes on that place when it was called Dillweeds for yeah. a long time but they were never open at night. Huh. And I just thought if we could do live music there, it would be such a cool spot because yeah. it's right in the middle of yeah. town after hours, the entire courthouse parking lot is open for parking. Um, it's just a great storefront, great building. It's a great place in our town. Um, and as I went there on a whim, there was a sign in the window that said, you know, uh, opening, I think it said starting in April, open it in the evenings. And I messaged their uh, Facebook like right away and their email at the same time. And as I was messaging an email, I heard a pop back from the, the Facebook and it was Ben, the owner from Vagabond. He got back to me like in minutes. Yeah. And he's like, here's the deal. The buildings are old. Happy to have you love music. The building is old. So if we're going to do this, you have to show up here, bring your baddest stuff. We're going to plug it in. I'm going to kick on every compressor in this building. You're going to play and you're going to play. And if circuit breakers go off, it's enough. Huh. Yeah. If they don't, you're in. And, you know, um, mind you, I'm volunteering to run a free live music series here. I just need yeah. a home yeah. to do it in. Um, he does donate to band together quite a bit to help and to support this. They do sandwich stock every year. We donate to band together. Um, he gives, it's kind of this like symbiotic thing where he gives a discount to our musicians that perform at the showcase. Yeah. And then the musicians donate their performances and that raises money for band together. So it's not, I think once in a while people get this vibe that Vagabond doesn't support the showcase as much as they do, but they really do. Yeah. Um, and they, allow us to use their space for absolutely nothing which is just incredibly generous because you know we we turn the space into a music venue for the evening when we yeah. do it it's yeah. you know it's still vagabond you still go get your food and there's still seats and you know yeah everyone can still yeah. be cozy but you know there's three or four acts showing up to play you know and it's it can be it can be pretty intense we've done cd yeah. release parties yeah. at vagabond for the showcase too Sounds fun, man. Sounds fun, to man. Get up there for one of those as well. It is. It's it's a blast. It, it can be a, a real hoot. It can be a real mess. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah. usually it's a lot of fun. I usually leave there just feeling like we just created something that I'll never forget. That's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, you can, and, uh, you know, you remember can, it you know, a little remember better because it's, it's not at a bar, you know. It's a little different environment. That's a big thing. Um, the family-friendly part of that is a big thing for me. Um, yeah. I have two kids. My son, Hunter, is five, and my daughter, Violet, is two. Awesome. Um, awesome. Being that I'm someone who doesn't drink, um, just yeah. a choice that I made, um, I've always kind of leaned toward those types of venues, like coffee houses, and also I've seen that more of the bars are more friendly to um, cover entertainment. Right. So I've right. found that these places are much more open to the original music, and they kind of are cool with that. Um, so that's part of it, too. Yeah. It's, um, back to that yeah. story I was saying about Ben, though. Okay. Um, okay. So he hit me up, and we've just built this thing, and it yeah. has gone yeah. on years and years and years. And it, I think we're year six, maybe seven, of doing music at Vagabond. It's tricky to do the math on that because of COVID, and I don't really know how much time we lost. Yeah, I think it was yeah. March of 20 was the last show we did before the shutdowns. And then I think we came back in August of 21. Mm -hmm. So there's, mm -hmm. but, you know, it's been since 2015. So it's, you know, something like that. Um, and, you know, the sandwich stock thing, the open mic thing, you know, those are things we've collaborated on, put together. And, you know, the guy just loves music. He's actually a drummer, too. It's kind of cool. I wish he'd come out and jam sometime, but the space isn't really supportive of a drum set. But still, um, that's that's all I got. And I just wanted to throw that in there. No, for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, I could definitely talk about the sort of different environments. Obviously, the bars versus, like, um, you know, uh, other environments create, whether it's the patrons or the musicians or whatever. But, um I know, like, I played a open mic the other day at, like, a museum, and uh, it was definitely, you know, a little different. But it's cool because, you know, the musicians are there to obviously do their best, come up with, uh, you know, some halfway entertaining songs, and then people are usually there to pay attention as opposed to pay attention to their, uh, you know, beer or burger or whatever. So um, that's cool. I feel like, um, you know, the most notable thing... Um, that I guess you're doing with the open mic is uh, recording it. So uh, I know you're calling that tracked, and I feel like that would be a good thing to let people know about if uh, they're interested. Wow, they're interested. Yeah. Um, so I do run two open mics. I so will differentiate that. The yeah. open mic at yeah. Vagabond is not a recorded open mic. Right. It's a standard open mic. You show up, you play some tunes. It's Mondays, the first and third Monday of the month at Vagabond Sandwich Company in Bel Air. Now, Tracked is um, kind of a joint promotion. It's something I'm doing with Weatherly Productions. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Chris Mooneyhan. Yeah, I've had Kyle him on the Reagan. show before. Yeah, and Kyle helps uh, on the back end with recording stuff. Um, but Chris and I kind of co-host it and kind of work together on it. Um, I very much am the live sound guy, and I'm the guy sending him tracks. Yeah. And then he's the yeah. guy with the computer who's actually taking the track. So it's it's a little bit uh, monkeying around when we get people set up. Because mm -hmm. sometimes I'll throw an extra condenser mic on a guitar. Yeah. Or we'll use like a, a certain kind of microphone that's a little stronger for the vocal if we need to. Um, and I push uh, digital tracks through USB to his Apple computer. 
Gotcha. And he can gotcha. literally live record the tracks right there. And I have like USB trim levels on my iPad. I can kind of, yeah, for the audio nerds out there, I can kind of kick a little boost uh, to him if he needs it. Yeah. And then I have this fun um, task, and this is probably the funniest thing that I didn't think about when we set this up, but I then have the fun task of checking with him if he can hear everything okay, and then also mixing to the sound in the room. Right. Without trying to destroy what he's getting. Yeah. So every time I nudge someone's EQ on their guitar or on their voice, that might hurt their tracks. Unless I do, you know... I can I can send him I can do that in post, which is kind of what I have to do. But you know, yeah, it's tricky to remember to do all that stuff with everything that's going on. When people are coming up to me to sign up for open mic and <laughs> hey, how many songs? How yeah. does this work? Yeah. And you know, that's why it's great to have two of us. Um, so the next one is next Saturday, March fifth, cool at Jayville Grill. This is at the corner of twenty three. And Federal Hill Road, it's kind of the center of Jarrettsville. If there is really a town in Jarrettsville, this is pretty much it. Yeah, I was going to say, for people who don't know, you're basically up uh, northern Maryland. So, like, kind of on the Maryland. Yeah, northern Hartford County. Yeah, kind of like on, like, the Maryland PA line, I guess, or Jersey line, or whatever it is. It's it's close to the Mason-Dixon line. It's it's a little south of it, but... um, if you come up 23, 23 actually makes a turn at this intersection, which is kind yeah. of fun. Um, but um, there's 23 there, and then it turns into Federal Hill Road on the other side. You'll see Keen Dodge, the big yeah. car dealership, yeah. and then there's Jayville Grill and a 7-Eleven right next to it. Jayville yeah. is, is yeah. this – it's a great place to play music. The people there that come to Jayville really love music. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, I've been performing cover sets there and doing that. And these people come back. They just want to hear music. Um, I guess they've gone a long time there. Not as Jayville Grill, but as other places. It used to be the Jarrettsville Pit, My Three Sons before that. And I don't know if those places had live music or not. Yeah. But Jayville is really embracing live music. And uh, Weatherly is... is part responsible for that chris is um you know encouraging them to bring that on and working with them on it and the crowds i mean just the people that come there really want to hear music like as a performer i've gotten it's almost something i'm starting to get used to is working with them because these people i try to engage them by having them like you know give me requests and different things and yeah and it's really cool to see these folks coming back and they're just they're just into the music I don't know if it's certain songs that I or other performers are playing that are really grabbing them or if they're just into it and that's where they eat dinner and they're like, hey, this is cool too. I don't know, but uh, there is something cool going on there, the way they're building that. It's it's yeah. really neat. I mean, it's probably just a culture thing because if you've been building it for, you know, as long as, you, as long as you have, I mean, you know, hopefully you start to get that culture, you would think. So. Yeah, I mean... It's, it really is. It's it's really neat to see that, too. Because um, you think about how many rooms are quiet, yeah. you know? And it's like, if he didn't say something and there wasn't music here, yeah, you know, maybe it's a difference in the life of that business. Yeah. Who knows? But but it's, also, it's definitely a difference in the lives of those musicians. 
yeah. that have the opportunity to play and, and share their art, um, not just financially, but also, you know, mentally and physically and everything else that comes along with having an opportunity to share and perform. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to coming up. Um, definitely jot me down for this weekend. I'm going to try to get this episode hopefully out uh, on the airwaves uh, before that as well. Cool. Um, yeah, that would be great. Because, yeah, I mean, you're probably the first person I've ever heard of that uh, is, like, professionally recording an open mic. And then um, I think you might have even mentioned, you know, the hope is that, uh, you know, with artists' uh, permission or whatever, that uh, you start putting them out on a playlist online and stuff, right? Like Spotify or whatever, Bandcamp, yes. something like that. Yeah, I have a couple of them that are up on YouTube now. Okay. I know of one other that's been released out there. The thing is, we don't want to take your songs and post them for you without your permission. Yeah. We don't want to, you know, hassle people about it. We're hoping after five or six of these things, we'll have 10 or 12 really solid tracks. And that's a good start for like a Spotify playlist. Yeah. I personally have two of them on my YouTube channel. If you go to danhoutsmusic.com, you can see um, my YouTube. Yeah. And if you go there, there's a um, cover of Stand By Me by Benny King. And then uh, I think it's my tune uh, from Think Again called New North Okay, is up there as well. Um, there are a few of them I had, and I had to kind of choose which ones I wanted to post because... I'm also planning if it turns out well enough, because I play it every track. I only play a few songs because yeah. our list's been pretty packed. But I like to play in the beginning and get like a it's it's the same host set where you're basically checking sound, but performing a couple songs. Yeah, and you know, the other fun thing as a host for this, I have to engage the room enough to figure out where that guy is. Yeah, and that guy is the one who wants to shout things into the recordings that <laughs> if they're if they're actually there yeah. so far we haven't had much of a problem with that but you know that's hey. that's a thing me and chris talked about and it's uh, like oh man i don't i don't know if you're familiar with uh joey harcum's music at all um from pasadena around here but he's got some i know the name some, yeah he was in pasadena i guess the band uh back in the day but he's kind of doing a solo thing now but, uh, yeah, he's got a bunch of live recordings, and it's kind of great because, like, if you actually get the crowd participation sometimes, I mean, it just, like, almost adds. I know you're talking about something a little different, but I don't know. Well, it, still. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, my goal with doing this live recordings, like, what I would like to do with the ones that I make of myself, yeah, I'd yeah. like to have a demo to hand out for my cover gigs. Right. And, you know, there'd be a couple of live versions of me playing solo. Some of my material I play with my band, Think Again, Yeah, as well. Um, it'd be something for me to hand out. Uh, just get out at that. Because sometimes people show up and they'll throw a big tip in your tip jar. And, you know, I'm, I don't feel like I want to be... I, I do keep my CDs with me if people want to buy, like, Think Again merch. But I try not to hawk merch at cover gigs because it looks odd to people. They're like... I yeah. thought you were playing, maybe, you know, uh, this, that, and the other. Like, I'll have them out, and people can kind of see them. Yeah. But, you know, you don't really walk around. I don't personally normally walk around, you know, the room with CDs trying to push them like you might at an Originals gig. Yeah. Um, 
So it's, you know, it's that. But if people were to throw money in the tip cup and they want to take a free little demo CD, hey, here's five of the songs for my set and an original yeah. on there. You know, a little handout for you, a little something for, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, we could potentially even talk, uh, I guess, during this conversation or maybe in person um, about, uh, I was just curious if you're considering ever adding a video element to all that. Maybe not you personally, but bringing in somebody or in track. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, we are working on that. Uh, Chris okay. has done it for one of them. Gotcha. There's a young lady performing at track. She's been at the first couple. Her name's Melanie Hemling. Yeah. She uh, performed a song of hers called 2AM and Chris put that up. Yeah. Um, but then yeah. he made a video of her. She does an Amy Winehouse cover for the song Valerie. Nice. And there's actually a nice. video from Tracked of that. Okay, cool. I may uh, have to link that in this uh, episode uh, with your yeah, stuff. Yeah, I would as strongly well. encourage. Okay. There, she is incredibly talented. What is uh, your YouTube channel? If you didn't already uh, mention it, um, if you look for Think Again Band, or it's like if you search Dan Houts Music, Think Again, it'll come up. Okay, um, but there isn't uh, one specific to track yet probably right um no there's not yet okay. that'll probably that might be toward the end of the year before we have enough content to put up there one of the things that's tricky about it is you know it would be different if we took every track recording and just posted it yeah but i'm a little i'm of the mindset and i think me and chris are very much on the same page about this i don't want to take your material and post it if you're not good with it because what if it's not a great take and you'd prefer to come back next time? Oh, yeah, of course. You know, and then here, you know, it might, might make people a little gun-shy about coming up there. Because you're basically walking into a bar and it's now also a recording studio. Well, you did say that um, people don't necessarily have to be recorded, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, if you say we don't want to be recorded, okay. Yeah, so... Figure no harm, no foul, as long as everybody's uh, consented to what they want or what they don't. So, Yeah, I, there is actually a short agreement that people sign okay. for the recordings. Because okay. yeah. in Maryland, we are a, a consent state for that. Yeah, You're not allowed yeah. to record someone without their express permission. Yeah. I, uh, I've heard, uh, we've done little music videos and uh, had people involved. It's always good to get the little signature, just in case. I don't know. Yeah. So that's cool though, man. Cause, um, you know, like I said, I don't think uh, a lot of people are doing that. Definitely not around this area anyway, that I've heard of. Um, um I know of, of a couple other, well, at least one, um, my buddy, Rob Hinkle from the band Illy Amy okay. used to do that at an open mic. He was running in Baltimore. Um, gotcha. I don't, I don't know if he did it the same way we're doing it, but I think it was similar. Yeah. He kind of did it all yeah. himself and he would actually mix in, and do this for people and, and try to really produce it up, which was really nice. I mean, what we're doing is we're basically providing you stems and Chris will give you a rough mix down, but you know, you kind of got to follow up if you have mixed notes or something. I think he's, I think he's doing his best he can with it, but it is a lot of tracks. It's not a couple, yeah. you know, if, if like the last track, I think there were 12 people on the list and each person performed four or five songs. Yeah. So multiply that times, a guitar and a vocal track he has to cut yeah. and then break into a separate, you know, it's a good amount of work. Five to 60. 
for sure. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it the series has um, it has a bright outlook because it's like the first one. We kind of had an idea we might do a bunch of filler at the end if the list ran out, but yeah. it went all the way to the end. The list went all the way to ten. The last time we had so many people signed up, we went an hour over and we went until eleven. Wow. Um, wow. So this time we're gonna plan that we'll do an extra hour if it's that busy, but we'll probably cut it off at that point and we'll try to kind of time it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were of the mindset that we just keep it rolling because who cares? We have the time and we have the stuff set up, so let's do it. Um, but, you know, we're not going to – maybe we go till midnight, but, I mean, that – you know, I'm cutting it off at that. That's, you know, it's a long evening. And yeah. it's, it's also a lot of tracks to work on, too. And everybody wants their stuff. Yeah. Oh, hopefully. I mean, sounds like you guys do a good job, so – that's like a free, uh, free session, man. Session, man. Gotta, that's that's what gotta, it is. Yeah, gotta, it's, it's a free yeah. live session. You got to pay for that normally. So, yeah, that's um, you know, it's an opportunity for people to get out, and it's it's part of a development thing. The other thing, kind of hoping is, it'll give some of these people an opportunity to work with Weatherly Productions. Um, you know, they're a full-blown recording studio. Chris and Kyle are recording and developing artists. You know, they're not just, like, push-the-button kind of guys. They want to work with you and help you build a music career. You know, they'll kind of help guide you. They're both very seasoned guys that have been out playing. Yeah. And they yeah. see people with talent. They want to work with them. They want to yeah. help you build a sound. They want to help you record an album. They want to help you get it out. It's pretty cool to see them doing that. They just released a record with Old Man Jones, which is uh, John Amarello from the band uh, From Nothing. Um, gotcha. You know, constantly working on stuff. These guys are just so busy. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, well, I feel like that pretty much covers uh, the gist of what you're doing there. But we haven't quite touched on uh, your music, uh, such as Think Again and... Uh, you got a new, you know, a new album as well as a new uh, single. So uh, I don't know if you wanted to kind of talk a little bit about that as well for uh, people who might be interested. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so so Think Again is kind of the culmination of a lot of years of writing and kind of figuring out where I was going with things. Uh, for a long time, I had gone with this moniker of think vocally and i kind of fit it in the middle of my name at some time and, yeah um and after a while i just wanted to just use my name and it, it got to be this thing i constantly had to explain and, and yeah i said you know what let's just be dan houts now um like you know my uncle kevin would make this joke one day you're gonna drop that it's gonna be like when john cougar mellencamp wasn't <laughs> the cougar anymore yeah so yeah. i have i've I've been waiting for that comment from him for a while. It's been years, but yeah. maybe he yeah. just let it go because he knew he was right. But um, so I had been in band after band after band, um, you know, rock bands where I'm guy in front with microphone. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and I've always enjoyed those experiences. Um, several of those bands have included members of Think Again. Uh, Fred Wood and Mike Faulkner 
Fred plays drums, and I think again, Mike is the lead guitar player. Um, played with me in 90 Second Life Story. Mike was in A Racing All with me. Fred was in Hylicus with me. Um, we were all in Ashes to Embers together. And th those bands, you know, I'm talking hundreds of shows together over the years. And, you know, it turned on this thing where I was songwriting on the, um, like solo material while the bands were working too. And as one thing would kind of wind down, another thing would kind of turn up. So like we were between releases and our band Ashes to Embers at the time. And I started working on some songwriting and I didn't know if it would turn into material for that band or it would turn into more of a solo thing or it would just be another solo record. I had done a couple singer songwriter, just vocal guitar and a little bit of hand drums and stuff like that. I'd done a couple records of that. And then, you know, I was approached by a friend of mine about playing guitar. Like, hey, what would you think about like building this out more? Yeah. So I played him some demos of some of the stuff and you know, uh, we, we started building it out. Fred, who was playing with me in Ashes, had been coming out to gigs and doing hand drum with me. He had a djembe and a cajon. He was nice. playing nice. on some yeah. stuff and, you know, playing at the coffee houses, doing some of that stuff, part of the showcases, which wasn't really yeah. appropriate for the band all the time because Ashes was a heavier band. You know, it wasn't like metal metal, but it was edgy. And yeah. it was, it was yeah. rock. You know, it wasn't... Um, you know, it wasn't like a little sound. It was a big sound. There were two loud guitars. <laughs> you know, there was a fifth string on that bass for a reason. Um, yeah. And, you yeah. know, a lot of double kick kind of stuff that if I'm painting the picture. Um, so doing this stuff was not that vain. You know, I'm intense as a songwriter, but not. it's it's not the same. Putting that in the space yeah. Um, yeah. is different. Um, so... You know, building this out, I decided, you know, off of the think vocally thing, think again, you know, would be a, a good name for the band. And we kind of built it from there. Yeah. Um, it was this yeah. guy, Jared Swope, we're friends with, um, who worked on the first EP, Brainchild, with me and Fred. And we kind of had this just acoustic approach. It was very much, uh, a very earthy kind of like hand drum, two acoustic guitars and my vocal. And I'd throw some sparse backings in there and that was about it. And then things went the way they always do. Um, we played gigs. Um, Jared kind of moved on. Um, and then we started playing, uh, Ashes to Embers had broken up at some point through this. Um, not because of that, but just over time, you know, bands break up and stuff happens. Um, but then Dave Bowen, who was in Ashes Embers, came in and started playing bass with us. Yeah. And then it was yeah. guitar, bass, and hand drum. And it was kind of an interesting lineup. It was kind of like, and Fred started playing the drum more of the cajon, almost more like a kit style than like a hand drum style. And that started building. And then Mike, who was in Ashes Embers, started playing with us too. And then we were a four-piece. It was basically a large portion of Ashes Timbers. And, you know, but we were playing my songs. Um, so that happened, you know, fast forward 
Dave was really busy with his job and he has two kids now. He didn't have as much time, so we had Joe Ruggiero join the band. And as we've evolved the sound, Fred is now playing on a drum set. Mike is now playing electric guitar. Um, and we still try to keep the heart of the song acoustic-based, or at least appropriate to go with that. Um, but honestly, it's it, it it's just been a build. You know, like the last release... Uh, Keep Hope Alive is the last one. Um, in the middle there, there was another one called Every Which Way, which is very much a build. It's the full four-piece. It's the first recording of that lineup. Um, but um, Keep Hope Alive was really our attempt at, like, all right, look, we're a band now. There's a kit. There's electrics. There's effects. There's real backings. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I can't say enough great things about those guys. I, I love playing a band with them yeah um i wish we did it more but it's just it's how much we can do it everybody's busy everybody pretty much has kids or runs their own business i mean you know yeah we all fit into one of those categories and it's it's something else um but yeah one of the things that blew my mind when we started working on that on the every which way record was uh joe dude can sing yeah he might not know it sometimes but he can sing there's a track on there called things i don't know how to say Mm-hmm. Where he has legitimate second lead vocals, nice. and he's nailed. Um, I made a real mess for him to sing it live, but he he does a great job with it. <laughs> well, yeah, man, um, you have a pretty good voice there yourself. Um, um, I don't thank know. Thank you. I appreciate. I don't know. It. Yeah, no problem. Um, I don't know. You know what uh, genre necessarily anyone aims for. But, uh, you know, you kind of give me the, like, I don't know, Breaking Benjamin, see their 90s grunge vibe, for sure, uh, with with music. So, yeah. Um, I imagine, you know, you probably liked uh, a lot of those bands or vocalists growing up. Um, or maybe you just started uh, crooning on your own without any, uh, any um, influence, but... Uh, for me, uh, a lot of that was the 90s yeah. rockers yeah. and some of those guys, like... Uh, Eddie Vedder and yeah. Chris Cornell yeah. and Scott Weiland, uh, you know, your Lane Staley's and um, yeah, yeah. Um, even Kurt Cobain, you know, all of those people really had a lot of influence. Um, when I was coming up, when I was a kid, you know, uh, in the 90s, 91, when the grunge thing happened, I was six. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was listening to this music, whether I should have been or not, I don't know. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Mom, for letting me because it changed my life. Um, maybe I didn't know what all the words meant and it's probably a good thing, Yeah. but honestly, the, the, the energy in that just pulled me into the music so much. Mm-hmm. And there are so many different things about these bands. Uh, you know, you get involved when you start talking about nineties grunge, everyone says Pearl Jam or Nirvana. Yeah. And I liked both bands. Um, but you know, I'm on the Pearl Jam side of that split if we have to do that dance here um yeah yeah but um, that's just that's just me yeah well you're definitely in that vein um is there a song in particular that uh you might want to feature on here uh new north or the new one revive or something different um i would say we should feature the song revive okay um revive is actually the the newest thing from think again and it 
really speaks to where we're going and what we're trying to do right now. Got um, it. It's a song we recorded at home. Um, working with our producer, Tony Corelli, who we've worked with over the last several years, um, we all kind of built, I won't say absolutely legitimate recording setups, but like good enough that we can actually get like what I believe are legitimate tracks. And yeah. we, you know, built together project files and, and sent these to Tony and he did his thing with them. And honestly, that there's, there's not too much of a difference between that and what we would want. I mean, I think we, um, I think we got exactly where we wanted to go. Yeah. Um, the, the trickiest part of this is that you need to record drums, but our drummer plays on an electronic drum sex. We use samples in some of our songs. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we can MIDI in really solid drum tones that are actually stuff we recorded in the studio. Like we have tones from Keep Hope Alive. Tony, a lot of people may not know this. They may not record there or have worked with him. Tony takes like tons of drum samples when he has your drum kit mic'd up. Huh. So he has all huh. these tracks and samples of Fred's actual drum kit and Fred playing them. Nice. So, you know, either we could use, you know, your Pro Tools or your Superior Drummer drum tones with Fred's MIDI that he performs on his electronic kit, or we can use the samples Tony has of Fred's actual kit from yeah. our own records. So it's it's pretty cool to be able to do that and send that in and have someone we can depend on to work with us on that. And it, it allows us to create. And it's not like we don't want to work in the studio as much as it's just it allows us to create on our own time. And we can send hundreds of mix edits back and forth to each other. Not that we send that many. But it also takes away that element of being on the clock where people are like settling for a take. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe you're not as willing to be flexible about what you're recording or hey what if we try another run through this verse i think if we put another bar in we could change the rhythm here and do something different and it might add a flavor to the song that's not there yeah and, you know you're yeah. a lot a lot more willing to try that when you're not paying someone to record that at that time you know yeah. paying him for a mix absolutely here's the product you know send us comments if you have them and we'll touch them up and send them back or we'll you know evaluate that and see if it's something we need to just redo but at the same time having the chance for the band to take ownership of the creativity and of the the thing we're you know we're molding and and coming Mm -hmm. together on is Mm -hmm. is really cool and revive is one we had started to work on right before the pandemic i had written this guitar riff and the and the guys like just jumped on it I was like, look, guys, I don't have words for this, but you're going to like, I think you're going to like this part. And I start playing the part the song starts with. Um, and they just, I mean, they immediately jumped in. It was like they knew it. It was like they had been in my house listening to me work on it. They were in on it so quick. Or it was just so obvious. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it was it was really cool. Um, sometimes the band works like that because the guys, we've played together a long time. Especially Fred, Mike, and I. I mean, we've been in bands together for over a decade. Um, and Joe has been our friend and played in other bands that we've played with for years, too. So he kind of knows what to expect from us. Um, 
Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's just a great chemistry in the group. And Revive, you know, it, it felt like this loose end going into the pandemic. It was like, oh, man, we were working on something cool there. And during the pandemic, I spent the time and when we were tracking it. I wrote these lyrics and vocals that pertain to the pandemic and kind of um, this feeling of coming back and getting back in the room and feeling the sound and how much we all need it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, I usually keep these things, I don't know, like 30, 45 minutes, something like that. So, um, I know you got uh, a show that you probably want to mention, uh, in New York city. Uh, it looks like April 9th. Uh, yeah. I have a bunch of dates okay. on my calendar. Um, I'm I'm playing a bunch of places. I'll rattle through a few of them real quick. Um, we got tracked on March 5th. On the 11th of March, I'm at Jville Grill. On the 19th of March, I'm at Ballwinkle Saloon in Gwyn Oak. On the 26th of March, I'm at Squires in Dundalk. Um, and then after that, there's a big one. I'm going to Havity Grace for the first time. I'm playing at River City Public House. That's going to be really cool. Right. Um, and then... Big one I'm really excited about. I just booked a gig up in New York City. Um, some friends and family up there got me connected with a place called Brady's. Cool. Uh, it's at 82nd cool. and 2nd in New York City, up on the Upper East Side. Really excited. It's my first time playing up there. Uh, I've I've done like an open mic up there. Yeah. Been up yeah. that way. Never had a date where I can just really just be me, do what I do, and you know, it, it's time. It's so awesome. it'll be really cool to um, have that opportunity. I have some friends and some family up that way. And if it goes the way it should, we're going to have a absolute blast. Nice. And that is on Saturday, yeah. April 9th. Sounds like a good time, man. Congrats on the, on the gig. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate uh, it. It's a, uh, it, it, it's something I'm, I'm really looking forward to. I want to be more excited, but now I know there's these expectations, even my own. Eh. You, you know the grind. Yeah. As long as you have fun, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I have a blast with it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously definitely appreciate you coming on the show and chatting for a minute on uh, what hopefully is a lazy Sunday afternoon, you know, hopefully, uh, as well, much I appreciate as the little ones allow it, I guess probably. But, yeah, uh, I was outside yeah. building a bicycle course before oh, this. Nice. With uh, nice. cones. Yeah, my, my son rides figure eights in these cones with yeah. his bike. It's yeah. it's pretty fun. Um, we do that. And um, before that, I was throwing a frisbee around with him, running around. And then after this, I'm sure we'll be playing some Mario Kart because yeah. that's yeah. a big part of my life, too. Sounds like a pretty solid afternoon for sure. Um, do my best. <laughs> yeah all right well um yeah probably just call that a wrap um cool well, thank you for having me i do appreciate it yeah no problems good to meet you virtually and maybe uh meet you irl on saturday hopefully so uh yeah yeah i look forward to that cool cool all right man appreciate your time thanks again see you on the next one <laughs> yep all right bye
So, yeah, if you made it this far, thanks for listening. I also want to say thanks to Dan for coming on the show. The song you're hearing in the background is called Revive by Think Again. See you next time. So come